So I'll make a formal formal intro, saying thank you for finding the time. It's uh, we've been in contact for quite a while now, back and forth yeah. through 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 YouTube and uh, through emails, and finally it's great to see you face to face, even through the screen. So thank you for finding the time. It's great to to see you here. No, thanks for the invite, brother. My pleasure. So uh, we know each other through your YouTube channel. So, but obviously, the YouTube channel wouldn't exist without your your experience uh, in uh, both combat sports and martial arts. So maybe we can start with uh, your background and a little bit about your YouTube channel. Okay, perfect. Uh, my name is Sergio Perez. I'm Cuban. I now live in Miami. I was born in Cuba. Um, I have to give a little background. I don't like about talk about politics, but I have to explain it. Sure. Um, Cuba is a communist country. It's um, completely ruled by the government. Yeah, there is police, there is military, but they are mostly there to make sure that people don't rebel against the government. So they let you go in your day-to-day -day business without interference, which this means that if you and I rock, and let's say we are classmates and we have an issue, we have to resolve it our, ourselves which involves fighting and, and no consequences. Like, for instance, here in USA, if we and I, we get into an altercation and somebody calls the cops, we're going to be arrested, we're going to have a record, we're going to have issues to get a job, and it has consequences in Cuba, no. So taking this mentality, um, when you are a small child, when you are a teenager, when you are in university, you have to defend yourself or you will get in trouble. Um, then my first exposure to martial arts was when I was seven years old. I got into a fist fight with the biggest bully, uh, which is one of my friends. Uh, nowadays, he's one of my friends. He's been in jail, I don't know how many times. He's his mentality, he's fucked up right here. And he punched me twice in the head. I record seeing little stars, and I, before that, I saw the cartoons like Tom and Jerry. And when, whenever they hit the sister, what does that mean? Well, that day I understood what it means. So I go to my house, and my dad, which was a very strong man, told me, "Listen, you have to fight." I said, "I fought, but I lost. So you have to fight again." And and again, it's a different culture. When they say, "So I want to fight again," we fought. It was like more of a match. And by the night, watching the movies, um, they put Bloodsport for the first time, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Mm -hmm. And I that, again, think um, I was a seven-year-old guy, so the mentality is different. You think different. So that and I told my like, dad, that's what I want to learn. I want to learn that so I can defend myself better. Because even though when I fight this guy again, um, he hit me and I hit him, I, I won the fight, but I thought that my taking martial art was going to be bulletproof, like nobody could touch me. I guess it sure. happened to everybody else. I guess. To me, definitely, yeah, there was this illusion that you can become untouchable by learning martial arts. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what I thought. So then I joined karate. And again, Cube is different than here. I see in USA that like, we spend much time driving. Um, there's no much time to socialize. And I was, let's say, having classes like until 2 p.m. And you have from 2 p.m. 
until like 10 p.m. when you go to sleep free. So I took karate classes, which was Monday to Friday, uh, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. So three hours a day, five days a week. Yeah. So now I have to say, Cuba again is communist. This is very important. So karate was completely controlled by the government. Mm. So when you were doing your test, whatever test you were doing, um, you had military guys with a belt. And sometimes you even have people from Japan overseeing what they were doing, of course, on the higher levels. I'm not talking small, you know, like states or province, like mostly in Havana City, which is the main capital of Cuba. Uh, but the program was overseen directly by, by the Japanese because it had a good connection with the Cuba government. So just to say that I was a white belt for two years and a half, training five days a week to get the second belt. By the time you get like the yellow belt, you really know how to kick, let's say a front kick, well done, a good like suki, yakusuki, you know all the blocks, and you had I don't know how many hours. Another thing I have to say, karate back there was full contact, not like here. When I go to USA and I saw the, in the first videos on YouTube and I got into Los Angeles, I said, oh my God, why are they not hitting each other? So we were really hitting the face. Like here, you just hit the body, no, no, with the hands there, punches to the face. We were allowed to do back fists, um, the kicks above the waist, not like low kicks, but I had a problem with karate, Roca had a big problem. I would go into the street and I'd have fear because there were a lot of people in Cuba walking on the street. And yeah, I knew how to kick, I knew how to punch, but if somebody would take me like in a hell of I didn't know what to do. And I would ask my sensei, his name was um, Leonardo. Well, your name is Leo too? Like it's my surname. It's it's more difficult. It's like Leonardichus, but but I say Leo just because it's shorter. Oh, but it's similar. Similar. His name is uh, Leonardo. Well, Lionel. Lionel. We used to call it uh, Lionel, which is a like a smaller way to call it. But the real name was Leonardo. So I told, Hey, brother, uh, sensei, I have an issue, and and I'm afraid somebody take me in a hell of what do I do? Because every time somebody tries to attack me and I'm gonna defend, I see the other people saying, he knows karate, and take him to the ground, take him to the ground. That always was my fear. And it did happen a few times. Um, <laughs> there were a few times I couldn't get off. And the only thing that kept me like fighting for you, because again, it was three hours a day that they put you wrong, do a lot of physical exercise. And I don't know if you can take notes, but we have to talk about the physical aspect in the martial art, which is something I don't see on the Aikido side. Mm -hmm. So when, when I was already 15 years old, I was trained for seven years. Uh, I was already what we call in Cuba a junior black belt because I did the exam, I did all the katas, I did the fighting. Oh, you could not be a black belt if you don't win the fights. Like They put you to fight in a circuit and you have to have five fights. Out of the five fights, you have to win four. If you fail, wow. yeah. Of course, by point, but- Yeah, but still. <laughs> but you win three, I'm sorry. You have to take it again, one train. So the first time I failed, I had to go do more cardio, do more push-ups, do more pull-ups, do more abdominals, do more sparring, so I could win. So you guys know the way it is. Or the way it was, because I understand now everything changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. So. When I got to um, high school, 
high school, if you want to continue studying, it's in another town, it's in another city. And it's like a melting pot. You have people from all over Cuba in, the, in that school, which is usually like 10 miles away from anybody. Hold on one second. Uh, can you close the door, please? Thank you. Oh my God, mother and no problem. That happens all the time to me as well. The lunch, I'm sorry. Um, and then um, I met this guy who was shorter than me, and we were just talking. And he said, "Oh, let's like play, let's fight." I said, "Oh, be careful. I'm a black belt in karate." <laughs> <laughs> really. And I have a friend who is descendant of Chinese. We have to talk about that. I will, I will try to, to mention as briefly as possible. Cuba, we have one of the biggest Chinatowns in Latin America. One of the biggest. We have like two big waves of immigrations. We have one before 1959, which is what Fidel got into control. So those were people were coming from China to Cuba to work because Cuba at the time was like the best country in Latin America and the best the, the first place that that there was like um, TV um, there was the big sugar factories the American cars that were produced here in USA by by Ford and Chevy they were sent to Cuba two years before they were even sold in USA so they could try the mafia was there so before '59 we had um a big wave of immigrants from china so there are styles of kung fu in cuba that are no longer in china so there were people who fled that came from Chowling kung fu family style that went and i could send you a few links you're gonna say that doesn't look like kung fu it looks more like brazilian jiu-jitsu or it looks more like judo with muay thai something like that I just want to give you an, an idea mm -hmm. and this guy told me sergio uh I don't know. Okay, this guy, the name, my, my second friend who was there, his name is Bruce Lee because his name was Bruce, last name Lee. He had a brother who was also in the school with us, had the same name as I did, so Sergio Lee. He had another sister, and um, her name is uh, Maria Lee. So it's like a big family, five brothers, and he was Bruce Lee. We were always joking with him. <laughs> Nothing to do with Bruce. I was like six, seven, super tall, dark skin, super Chinese. He was a so the big guy, the Bruce Lee, my friend, told me, Sergio, uh, so you're a black man karate, fighting with Um I said, okay, that's fine. So I put my fighting position, and this is important. This is when I really wake up. I was a black belt, and I knew I had fear. Uh, I had fear that somebody would grab me. I had fear somebody would get me a knife. I had fear somebody would come with a machete. I felt few techniques of the karate did not work, but I didn't know how to tell that to my sensei to explain that properly. So I go to this guy and we're about to spar and I throw a round kick and the next thing I see is me looking at the ceiling and I had a big pain right here. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my man, I, I slept before sleeping. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I'll, I'll go again and then I think I'm gonna do a sweep, I'm gonna do a back fist and then I'm gonna hit him with the knee. Five. At the time, there was no USC, so I think, oh, if I throw any, he wouldn't know what to do. So I go into my business, do the sweep. Next thing I see again is I'm laying on the floor, more pain on the back. I didn't understand what was going on. 
So I said, okay, then I have to throw my best kick ever. <laughs> Stand up, and then I'm going to throw a spinning pull kick. Big mistake. Like the one from the back, like kind of like John Claude Van Damme, like spinning. <laughs> or I go with that kick, and I see him doing some weird movement. I see him getting me, throwing me into the air. I go against a wall, and when I'm going to lift up myself, I see him on top of me, getting my hand, putting him in a number. I didn't understand what was going on. He was a break, about to break my arm, and I was thinking, it's not valid. What is he doing this to me? When he finished, I told him, what the hell did you do to me? And he told me, bro, I know Kung Fu. Uh, I said, yeah, but like in the movies, like tick, 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 tick. <laughs> well, it's not like that. It's more or less the same thing, you know, just a little more dirtier. And that's when I started training with him. Mm -hmm. And he, sorry, excuse me. He showed me Bagua. And that's what I want to talk. The Bagua and the Aikido. <clears throat> Bagua is a soft style and hard style. Believe it or not, it has the same strikes as majority of the, all the martial arts. It had like, the elbow strikes, just maybe at different angles, like Muay Thai people would come like this, or like this, or like this, or on top. We have the same close, the side elbows, and, and a lot of blockings towards punches with elbows. And all the walking in circle and all that shit, he showed me how to use it in real fighting. Um, I will have, I don't know if you can edit this, maybe I could send you a couple of links. Mm -hmm. uh, no links, like a couple of videos, like short videos, like one, two seconds, that I can show you the application so you understand. And this guy, this guy blew my mind. We trained for three years since we went in that school, like that school you get in on Monday, and you spend two weeks straight, you get a Saturday, and then next Sunday you're gonna go in again. So I thought that Kung Fu was the best martial art, but when I go to Havana, after I finish that, I get with other people that are coming from the new styles, the Wing Chun and Tai Chi as well. They didn't like part, they didn't like to pressure test, they didn't like to, to train uh, with physical exercise. They were just, they were just were doing forms. And while I was doing some forms myself, every application. Um, again, maybe not the best martial art attitude, but I was, what, 17, 18 at the time. I want to prove that I was the best or that I was one of the best. And people would come and tell me, hey, there is a wrestler who wants to fight and you're going to make $100 for that fight. That's a lot of money to do. Um, if you win, if you lose, you make 20 And I will prepare myself like for a month and a half, and then I will go to fight on the next subject one. I apologize. So, yeah. the difference I saw compared to the one here is that the sifus, the masters, the sensors, the structures, whatever you want to call it, had a practical application for the move, for every single move, for every single form. And 
they would try to get the answers if they didn't have it. And they always told me, is this particular technique or doing love that you don't know the stake and you're training with somebody else asking how to stay. So let's say um, the Bagua had a lot of takedowns and some submissions in the floor similar to BJJ. He had a few uh, ways in the armbar, especially the reverse ones. But it also includes a lot of things that you cannot do in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition. But I have tried. I have tried with that Brazilian back Here, where my former school was, there is uh, Daniel Perez. Uh, he's a student of Damian Maya. You know who Damian Maya is? From mm. the USC. Um, I'm just starting to get into UFC, so, so not yet. Oh. That's fine. He's, he's really good. He's one of the best rappers ever. He has been a world champion. And Danny has competed many times. He has world championships as well. And sometimes I go with Danny and I roll with him and I ask him, Danny, what happened? Um, and and honest, honestly, he told me like 10 times, he told me seven. But in between those seven times, I tell him, Danny, what happened right here? I thrust my eye, my finger through your eye. He said, well, you Back me up, and I wouldn't be able to let's say close the triangle or make the kimura or make the lelo, things like that. Because that I learned in Cuba, it had a lot of real um, applications to grappling, but it had a lot of things that would be considered dirty or, or improper. Like, for instance, um, I don't know the word in English, this is what I ask you how do you call this? If I, Pinch your skin and twist it. That's a pinch, right? Yeah, I guess pinching pinching works okay. for me. Yeah. Let's say, let's say I'm trying to do an amber, right? To you, when you are defending, you are a better grappler. Uh, I will get your skin and pinch it, and then the moment you feel that little second, you feel the discomfort. I will try to set up or finish my technique. So those things are not valid in regular competition. And again, I use this as a small example, but, but it could be a strike, it could be an elbow, it could be a headbutt, it could be yeah. a speed pace. It was, that was the way we used to train there. Um, I got here, I saw what was going on on the internet, and I decided to jump in. I decided to do videos online. And, and well, and people start saying, oh, but go on a spar. And if you say go for work, that, that what you just did doesn't work. Go on a spar. So I would go and I would spar with somebody. So, but it wasn't enough for, so you know, it wasn't enough for the people online. And I guess this is happening to you too. And they would tell me, oh, that guy you're fighting uh, is not good. That maybe is one of your friends. So I would then go and join American Cup because that's my personality. I am, I am like that. And I guess you're kind of like that too. So I'm yeah. going to join um, American Top Team, which I joined in 2012. I'm sorry, 2011. And I will spar with these people, with the MMA guys, including Bruce Lee Caceres, who is still in the USC. There is not only USC, there is many leagues. Uh, Joel Romero, do you know who Joel Romero is? As I said, I'm still just getting into it. So, so not, okay. the names are not uh, in yet. But. Uh, the black Cuban guy who, who's fighting a lot, he he has some issues with the USC because he's having issues making the way and all that. But I'm telling you, I have sparred with Joel Romero like, I don't know, 300, 500 times. And I will ask questions, do you think I can do this? Do you think I can do that? Uh, do you think this will work? And what I notice is majority of the pro fighters, they don't care 
where the strife comes. Like if you show them something of Aikido that could work yeah, uh, and put it, they don't care. The majority of the problem I see here online comes from people who don't train either traditional martial arts or sports martial arts, and then they complain of what they see. So I kept on going on on my channel, sparring different people, but it wasn't enough. And I fought MMA twice in 2012, but at that time I had a BlackBerry, and it was very bad, the quality. I could only record it to a minute. I wanted to fight, I won very fast, but I couldn't put it on the computer. So last year I took the decision, okay, let me fight. Um, and I fought uh, kickboxing, and I want to fight the first one seven seconds. I want to fight like in seven seconds versus Walter Luna. Uh, he has been. Huh? Did you did you win by a knockout? Or? I don't hear you because it was like freezing away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, did you, you win by a kick from? Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a, like. You know the round kick, the roundhouse kick in mm -hmm. Japanese is called mawashi. Um, I'm trying to use terms that we can mm -hmm. um, usually get it from the side, like the tight kick. In the style of I learned of kung fu, you get it from the front, from the front, you twist, and then you kick. Mm -hmm. I think they call it now question mark kick. It was a Pan Americans uh, here. They have point sparring karate. They had contact kickboxing which is different to Muay Thai because you are not allowed to kick below the legs and you're not allowed to clinch and no elbows but you could throw any type of punches you want and anything even from Kung Fu anything you wanted you could do it they don't care any kicks the only problem was the um, the kick of the waist and that was the only tournament um, when I decided to compete and when I decided to to do the fight, the only available one, so I took it. It was a world championship for kickboxing, and that is hosted here in Miami once a year. We get people from all over the world, especially from Latin America, and also from Asia, mostly Latin America and US. So I fought and I won the championship. The second fight, um, I won like in three seconds as well. I have it. The guy threw me a kick and moved to the side. I grabbed it. I think it was a lot of fun. I throw the punch and I hit him right beneath the jawline. Boom, that's out. Because this part here is very sensitive for everybody. You, me, everybody, you touch it, and most of the people go down. Most, not everybody, but most. And and then the people again on the internet, oh, but you didn't fight a real Muay Thai guy. You need to fight a Muay Thai guy. <laughs> so I joined this guy, which is a very good. Um, tournament here for Muay and and I fought like four months ago, five, April, in April, and I had the luck to fight against a Muay fighter from Thailand who was here, and I won that fight too. What is important is not winning, because sometimes you learn more losing than winning. Yeah. is that I was able to apply the techniques I learned in a real fight with referees, judges, uh, people watching, which is a big input. And I have to tell you all my story right now, basically my whole life. I apologize, it's kind of long, but I wanted, I wanted to give you an introduction about it. Uh, 
the problem I see with Aikido Rokas is the way they train. And when I mean Aikido, we have one association, Aikikai. I know there are other branches that mm -hmm. make it different. Um, people on the street, this is not a natural movement. This is not a natural movement. If you take, I have a three-year-old kid. If you give him a rock or a baseball ball, he's gonna go from the side forward. That's a natural movement. Most of the time, what we encounter are haymakers on the street. But with forward pressure, aggression, tackles. I see many times people who don't kick, but they throw like a back, front kick, but really bad. Just to get you distracted, you drop the hand, boom, you get the punch in the face. I see many times pushing, punch a cool punch in the face. The problem with Aikido that I see is not that it doesn't really work, is the way it's trained, the way that it's trained. And this happened also with one of my fighters. The guy was running 10 miles every day. He was sparring, the fight was going to be two minute rounds. He was sparring five minute rounds. He was, uh, <clears throat> what else, jumping ropes, doing physical training. The fight is on my channel. When we go to the fighting, they put the helmet. They put the helmet after 30 seconds. He won, but he told me, I'm dying. I'm dying. Why? Because we didn't train with a helmet. So the way you train is the way you want to fight. And that is what I think example We can translate that to Aikido and to Kung Fu and to Karate. If you don't train with pressure, when I mean pressure is a specific pressure, I always tell people when they come to me, why do you want to train? Why do you want to train? For what specific Because you have to adapt yourself. Right now I'm training two cups. One is a state trooper, one is a city cup. I'm training somebody for the street. I'm training a bodybuilder and I have a fighting fight and a fighting case in October 22nd. For those five people are different training methods, but you have to train the Aikido, at least Aikido from the Aikikai, it's not going to work for the They must buy someone Because a free slot, let's say a, um, what is called, Kote Gaeshi? Yeah. Kote Gaeshi. It can be done. They did it to me last week uh, in a video that we were doing um, like um, a pressure testing with time. I tried to stop and record to see how many slashes I did. He buried the knife, he kicked on the groin. It was not a sketch and no holding it. And, and for one second, I risked slashes. And that's a for my wrist. He did the Kote Gaeshi. He doesn't do Aikido, but that wrist lock is in many martial arts style. Yeah. So, can we say that it work? No, it doesn't work. But it's the way he's training Aikido. Also, majority of people either don't run, don't do enough physical training. And we're human, we're persons. We get nervous when we get to fight, we hyperventilate. And our muscles give up. Like when you lose your heart or in a fight, uh, 
you cannot even throw a punch. You are standing there, and the punches go slow, and maybe you say, okay, I want to do one, two, three, and I need your body pump. So even though I feel makes that will work, if your body physically is strong enough, you won't be able to put it off, but put, to pull it off, it's just like falling on the street. So that's the problem. Um, with Aikikaya specifically, because I've seen a lot of Aikidos that they, they do the Let's say they're gonna, how do you call the on top? Well, there's like taking the hand and bringing the person uh -huh. down. It's a shame. Put your hand on the floor. How do you call it? Shihonage. Shihonage, right? Yeah. Okay. That's Shihonage. Uh, let me put it this way. Somebody throws a punch and at the same time when you plug, you, you're punching on the face. That person is trying to be more easy to dominate than a straight getting the hand and, and throwing them. This, I seen style of Aikido that do train with contact, meaning that they know how to throw punches, how to use the elbow, how to use the knee, and then they use those tools to take the person from point A to point B. So that's what I think Aikido needs to do. Like, for instance, if you come here to train to USA and, and you tell me, Sergio, help me out to train. With your reach, you are what, like six, four, six, seven? How tall are you? Uh, six, two, I think. Six, two. I will start teaching you how to use your reach. Like, that hand that you have, that job, I will show you how to do it faster, how to twist your hips so you get more reach. I will show you how to use the lead leg, like maybe do like the tip from the thigh, the side kick to the knee, to the body. Like fast movement that you could use. And trust me, because the moment you start hitting somebody with your reach, they're gonna start making mistakes, like leaving their hands out or not thinking and going too forward, and that's when your Aikido could come into play. Mm -hmm. But going to a person who you haven't softened, who is strong and is showing like hard blows to your face, there is no way that you can chase hands and get it. And, and, and even judo, I have some judo black belts who have an spar versus a good striker, and that striker more or less knows how to do a pose. And when you try to boom, 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 they don't know how to get the hands, how to close the gap to make the throws. And that's you always have to train realistically for what you want to do. Like for you. If you want to train MMA, you have to train in a place that shows you how to use that you know how to strike. You need to have like two or three good submissions on the floor. You need to learn how to the most common uh, locks that they're going to have, uh, on the floor. Like somebody's going to do an amber, you need to know how to skate. Somebody's going to do an amber, how to skate. And then, Trust me, after some time you're doing that, you're going to start seeing, oh, but here maybe I could do an eliminate. Mm -hmm. It's right. And maybe you're sparring with somebody and they come crazy with a jab and, and, and cross, you move to the side, and boom, you do a modified eliminate, also the person is walking. You have to learn how to strike, start, and fight. 
And then it's when you're gonna, I, I know that you change your mind, you're not gonna try most likely to do Aikido, but what I'm saying is, what's your first martial art? You're gonna see it. You're gonna see the holes. You're gonna see it. It's gonna take you some time. It's there. It could be doing But, go ahead, what do you have? Yeah, well actually, so one, of the last things you said that was that's leading to a question I wanted to ask and uh, that you kind of answered it but I want to even go deeper into it so in Aikido if we look at it when we train uh, it's kind of one shoe tries to fit all sizes in terms of it doesn't matter it, it, it was created by Japanese for generally short uh, my main Aikido instructor is much shorter than myself as well. Many masters of Aikido are Japanese, they're short, and myself, I'm, I'm tall. And so still, the technique would be exactly the same to everyone. And uh, when I would teach, I would have to really think a lot for how to adapt my way of doing Aikido techniques to my students. And later I realized my way is not going to work for them. It's, it's different. But still, the mentality is most of the times one general way to do it for everyone which is not really realistic and uh, when i went when i just started becoming exposed to combat sports and i tried a bit of mma in the beginning i thought the same way like i need to just be good at mma and later i started to realize no it's uh, probably I, of course i need to have basics the main basics but i also have to discover what works for me and so I was curious to ask you, uh, well, if I would be, again, your, your student. No, go ahead. You, you kind of mentioned some of the points, so it's a lot about reach, but what, what, would, you, what would be your advice for me as a fighter, uh, as a one-to-be fighter? What would be the main point? The first thing I would do is well, I would try to get you physically strong. Mm -hmm. And I would do it, and I am not saying that you are not strong. But I will try to do it parallel to your pain. Mm -hmm. uh, I will try to make your strikes to count. Okay, first of all, we have to divide it. What type of training are we talking? Are we talking training for MMA or training? Uh, for MMA, let's say for MMA. Okay, for MMA. If you come to me and tell me, Sergio, I want to, to prepare for MMA, I will say, okay, let's just try for the basics one and two. I will have to make sure that your jab and cross are fast, sharp, sneaky, and strong. So I will have first to show you how to do the technique. Once you have the technique, then we will have to work with resistance. So you will have to try to hit me with that jab. Me and the other students. Once you're able to find the holes in the person's game, then I will I'm telling you, maybe even in one day, and maybe we work the same thing in different days, you will have to work with weights, like let's say different shoulder exercise, different sets so your body is stronger, so you have type B and type A fibers, and so your cardio and your anaerobic um, training go hand to hand, because let's say we manage to show you the right jab with the corking, with the corking move, the rotation of the hip. If you get tired, that jab is not gonna have anything. It's gonna be as slow as long as you're gonna drop your hand. So I will have to make sure your body is strong. 
I will have to put you to different physical training, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, um, I'm sorry, abdominal sit-ups, a lot of weight training specifically for fighting, which is different from bodybuilding. So your body can be strong, you can feel the power and the speed behind every strike. That's what I will do with you. Right now, right now, I have a student who is 6'1", 205 pounds, I think October 27. He has a good chap and prosper, he has one problem. My grandmother hit harder than I hit because he neglected the training with the weights. The technique is there, but he did not do enough physical training. He did not run enough. His core is soft. So you need to have a good abdomen. You have to do a lot of sit-ups. I'm sorry, different abdominal exercises with weights, with a lot of types. So all your body is connected and all your body works properly. And that's a problem with Aikido. You don't do anything with knowing how to throw a person if your body will not respond physically to, to the other person. Because let's say you can actually throw me with a wrist lock, but maybe I put my hand really hard and I grab my hand and you punch me. And the only thing you're gonna do is get me more mad. So I throw my hand over, boom, I hit you, that's it. And it's a story. So you need to be physically strong, mentally or physically. When I mean mentally, you need to do your technique, you need to know how to relax, you need to know how to do it. Find the perfect spot, but your body needs to be there, needs to be strong. So if I were you and you were my student, I would train you how to do the technique properly, but at the same time, I would be, I don't know, putting elastic pants, so you train with assistance. Maybe I will use a 20 ounce boxing glove, which weights more, so you are used to punch with that one. And I take it off and I put them in my glove, boom, your hand is going to be flying. And everybody's going to be saying, that Roca guy is very fast. And it's because you have to, to train hard, so the fight is not that hard. Every, anyway, the fight super hard, but the training camp for every fight has to be a nightmare, an enjoyable nightmare, because you have to enjoy what you're doing. That's what I would put you if you were my student. And also I would put you part with as many people as possible. Because you know what? I'm sick, I'm I'm five nine. Maybe I block the job like pairing it, but maybe my brother who is five eight would just go under me and you will get frustrated. And maybe I don't know, I have an I have a YouTuber staying in my house right now, Nick Mayers. He came from New Jersey with training. And, and maybe he will like, uh, uh, when you throw a jab, you go back and throw your front kick. So each person is different. So your job has to adapt to different persons. Because your job, even if you want, is not going to be the same as mine because your wish is different. You have a different skill. Mm. And sometimes even in sports, you have to, to fight dirty. Like I, I use a, a Kung Fu principle that I call broken rhythm, but it's not the actual broken rhythm that you see in Muay Thai. And I, I have a video I can send you. I usually don't, when I'm fighting somebody and I see they have a good defense from a jab, for instance, so we're talking now. I get the jab, but I get it in slow motion. I get it out in slow motion. They usually anticipate and try to bury. And that second that they block and they're going down, that's when I put the speed again. And I have been just doing it in a fight, in a real fight, in a real tournament fight, real competition. So it's something that works for me. 
and and you have to adapt to the situation. Sometimes five thirty. Sometimes maybe you have to reach intensity enough to learn how to switch a strike in the middle of the air. So you start playing with the mind of your opponent. That's the way I see it. So, but Rock, if I were you, brother, honestly, and and let's talk. You're gonna be here. Your audience is gonna listen to this. Be honest. When you were doing Aikido, were you were training physically, like to be physically strong? No, no, not at all. I'm, I'm very critical about this as well. Before, I used to train. Like, my first instructor, he was demanding that, but he was a mix between karate and Aikido. But then the, the main instructor I switched to later, he was, he was not, he didn't, he wasn't inspired by physical training so much. So, so no, it wasn't, it wasn't in the training. We were not encouraged to work out much, so I didn't. I thought that's fine, you know, and like you don't have this myth that you use the energy of your opponent so you don't need to have any physical energy of yourself, which is, you know, it's 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 a myth. <laughs> but that's what I thought, and I didn't. I didn't you can use the energy of your opponent. You can, but in a smart way. Like, like one of the videos I want to send you, it's um, let's think you and I were squaring up, and your opponent is throwing me a tip, a front. In karate, they told me to do, what was the name, Sergio? Uh, but I think that's the name, the block, the other block. So you hit the leg, right? In Kung Fu, they told me to move back and ready break. And in Mutai, because after the primary shop, it's a workshop, they do see So when the kick is coming at me, picture this in your mind. A front kick is coming at you. So I don't meet that kick with resistance. So I just move a little bit back and I ready wrap the kick. Mm -hmm. So you manage to ready wrap your opponent, twisting him like in a 45 degree angle. Yeah. Like that way, if you think like that, you're ready to ready wrap your opponent. You use the energy of your opponent. Let's say they throw me. Out. and I do a pack south from Kung Fu or I sweet slap in hand or, yeah, or I slap your jab but you're getting tired and then you told me instead of retracting the jab you told the jab with more power and instead of me like stopping the jab like this I carry it to the side you wanna twist more and when you twist more then I can throw my right cross I'm using the opponent energy so it's, it's doable it's just another example you shot with a double leg takedown, right? You come underneath, you get here. If I grab you and I use the same energy coming at me and I push you, I'm going to flip you over. I have done it even in MMA spine. And then I can get on top of you in the mouth and I start pounding. I'm using your phone force. So again, you're going to see the, the pose once you know how to strike. And once you are more physically strong, you're gonna see just the opponent force. But if you don't have the, the cardio, you won't be able to ready like nobody's energy, brother. You won't, you won't, you need to be physically strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in terms of cardio, I think I heard, I don't remember who said the phrase, but the person said that fatigue or tiredness makes cowards out of the most courageous people. And oh. I thought, that that's that's I you know I did spar very little but I remember 
endless prime, or even in BGG tournaments. I did a few BGG tournaments, and uh, I would notice that by the end of the match, when all energy is out, the psyche would be really influenced. The mind would start to think about maybe I should quit, maybe I should try so hard anymore. It's it's very hard to maintain the desire, the will to fight when there's fatigue. So I, I imagine that's a very important thing. Oh, I agree. I agree with that. Question, what failed when you sparred the MMA guy? Sorry, can you say that again? What did you fail cardio-wise when you sparred the MMA guy? After you passed like the minimum. Do you mean like, what did I, uh, I'm trying to just, sorry. What do you, what do you feel when, when you sparred the guy, mm -hmm. you sparred the MMA guy? Oh, well. The, so I did it two, tw twice, two times with the same guy. And uh, the first, first time I knew I will get destroyed, but, uh, but I was hoping something will work and nothing worked. So, so it was frustrating. It was frustrating. And uh, it wasn't, I didn't tire myself so physically because he, wasn't, he was very light, he was very gentle with me. So I wasn't really losing my cardio, but, but psych psychologically wise, I saw that I can do nothing and I would get frustrated uh, sooner or later. The second time, uh, I was a bit sick as well, so so I got little energy to begin with, and I also had expectations that it's going to work at least a little bit better, and I didn't work, I didn't perform so good, and uh, so it was it was psychologically I was I felt the 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 frustration that things are not working, but also in the beginning it was like okay the psychological frustration, but the more cardio. The more I would feel the lack of my cardio, the more energy I would lose. That frustration would become bigger and bigger, and uh, it was it was really it was really difficult to maintain myself. The more I get got tired, the more I would be frustrated about things that wouldn't work, and it was very hard to continue. It's very hard to continue. I guess that makes sense, though. Are you planning? Are you planning to fight MMA? So I'm going to the states. To do the six months training, and at the end, there's a fight you have uh, between the other. I think it's between the other students. Uh, I'm not sure about ex exactly, or is it from other program students? But anyway, so it's it's still it's like six months. Training. We call that fight. Sorry. We call that a smoker fight. Uh, what does that mean? Smoker, like a smoker. It's it's a term that we use here in the state. Yeah. It's when in the school. You fight somebody, but you fight them with the same rules mm. that you fight against another people in a cage. So you have somebody as a referee, and you have people taking notes of who's winning. Mm. But it's a match, and it's not a real match. So again, it's a real match, and it's not a real match. Yeah, that's exactly that. I think that's going to be it. So, so it's going to be an experience still, but, but it's not going to be like super serious. Uh, I think it's as serious as it could get with that much experience. Uh, I'm still looking forward to that. I'm, I'm interested, but I don't know. What a state here. Sorry? What a state uh, It's gonna be in uh, Oregon, in Portland. Okay, because maybe, since you're gonna be six months, I can pass by and stay one weekend with you. Okay. So maybe we could train, and I know you're massive, you know what I want to be, but I would like to get to know you more and maybe train with your, your guys at the gym and spar with them. Uh, I could go. I mean, I'm, I'm a yeah. and I work 
my day job is in an airline here in Miami. So I get very cheap tickets within the USA. So I would pay like $50 to go mm. to where you are. No more That's than good. that. That'd be great. I'd love to train with you. That'd be awesome. So that way I see. But uh, make sure, again, make sure you understand how to use your reach. Mm. Because it's a big tool. That's a really big tool that you have to use. Also, I was going to suggest you, uh, you're going to be training with Matt Thornton, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's the head coach. Other trainers are going, going to be mainly involved, but, but he's there. Yeah. Okay. There is other events here in USA, especially ISCA. They have um, like MMA matches amateur, mm -hmm. which allows Maybe after you have the smoker, you should try to see if you could do an MMA fight, but in an amateur environment, so it's not that rough. Yeah. But six months should be enough with supervision for you to get into a good level. I seen people who haven't trained, and this is very sad. This is very sad. I seen people who haven't trained anything, they get into multi. And in three months, they can already punch, throw some knees, and some basic locate. And they have a good guard, like nothing comes in. In contract, you have people training Wing Chun for 15 years, and they only know how to cheese out. Yeah, no, yeah. But the three guys, by the month, but the guy that has been training for two months, it's sad, man. That's sad. And it's just because the majority of people in the Wing Chun community are not training with pressure. Because look, who's, who can say, yeah, you want to get punched in the face like this? Would you like to get punched in the face? Like if I hit you, hit you, and hit you in the cold bone, would you like to get it? No, nobody likes to get hit. But if I don't train with real pressure, uh, like striking something, striking people who move, making adjustment on the fly, you will never be able to pull it off. That's a problem karate, and many traditional martial arts. Can they work? Yes. Can, they can. Here in Miami, there is a shortly food school. They fight, they go to tournaments, they fight Sanda, they fight MMA, turn with them the Saturdays. Uh, it's all about training. So use those six months, brother. Use them. Tell uh, man. Uh, oh, one little tip. Once you learn how to strike properly, wash yourself in the mirror. Mm. If it's good to you, it's not good. So look, like wash, make sure like, watch how you throw your jab, your cuffs, your hooks, and then go and watch Mayweather, or Pacquiao, or Canelo, or the other box. Does yours look like that? Doesn't work. If it doesn't look like that, then work hard. Make sure you're doing everything okay. If it doesn't look pretty to you in the mirror, then it's not good. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing for all my students. Mm -hmm. Well, I have about 10 more minutes uh, before Me my too. camera's out. I have to go to American Top Team. Do you, do you have, still have 10, 10 minutes to go? Uh, five. Let's do it in five. Five. Let's make it five. Okay, so I'll ask the last question. In, in... I'm ready to go to train. <laughs> okay, so five minutes is perfect. And we can also do another one in the future. Yeah, too. yeah. Sure. Great. So then the last question, uh, what, 
what would you say is the quickest way for a person who wants to, let's say the person wants to do an amateur fight uh, or become good very, as quick as he can in MMA, what's the main things to focus on? The same that you mentioned? Or... Do you Star Wars? Sorry? Do you ever watch Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. There is a light side of the force and the dark side of the force. And I usually uh -huh. say, think about traditional martial arts that the light side of the force. And the dark side of the force like a shortcut. So they're both going to be able to strangle people, to fly objects, mm -hmm. to work the lightsaber. But the black, dark side of the force, they do it faster. Get something simple that with a lot of training, you can get good at it. Example, for striking, I would get more time. It's too hard to get a good Kung Fu school. It's too hard to get a karate school. You don't want katas. You don't want points in the middle of your training. Something that's going to slow you down. You want to learn, learn how to fight and work fast. So you want to learn something good that has good quality overall, get into Muay Thai for fight. You want to be better with the hands, go and learn with a boxing coach. Mm -hmm. private classes. Private classes are better than the group of one. For the floor, understand the basic tools. You can learn that from judo or wrestling. And in the floor, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. It's the fastest way. Three, four months, good multi coach, a lot of pad hitting, a lot of sparring, you can get good. You don't need much. You need to know how to throw front kick, side kick, um, front kick, side kick, round kick, doing how to do it, understand you can do it to the legs, to the body, to the head, understand how to do jab, cross, hook, uppercut, how to defend, and how to parry. Doesn't shouldn't take longer. Shouldn't take longer. Three, four months. That's it. Mm. And the very, very last question, and then we can wrap it up. Uh, I think it's a short one. So how much should a beginner or myself focus on strategy in terms of watching other fighters and figuring out how to work around or how, how much should I focus on techniques and training and how much on strategy and thinking? Tricky question. What do you call it? You have to elaborate a little bit more. What do you call a strategy? Because for me, when somebody is attacking me, what a strategy I'm going to use to win that fighter, to win that fight. If it's a striker, with my hands, maybe I will use my legs. If the guy is boxing, I will grab him. So that's what you mean by, by strategy. But I mean, I guess if in terms of footwork or the approach, what to focus on mainly. So I guess from your answer, it depends on who you're fighting then against. That's the I focus on crispy technique. That's what I would say. Crispy, like clear. I would make people know what to do, everything I do perfectly. I, I would like to understand what are my weakness and my strength, and that's what I would use. I wouldn't be overthinking because sometimes you have to let go. In the fight, sometimes you have to let go. You have to make adjustments on the fly, and you cannot think with your brain. You have to think with your instinct. So it's hard to make strategies when fighting. Like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. So, I would rather concentrate in having crispy techniques, like making sure I know how to do everything. So when you are under pressure, it comes naturally. Mm. So don't overcomplicate yourself, Rohan. Make it simpler. Remember the dark side of the force. Make it <laughs> yeah, make it easier. So yeah. make sure your job is good, your cross is good. So when somebody's attacking, you're gonna those 
uh, strike muscle memory are gonna come naturally to you. That's right. what you Perfect. Don't overcomplicate yourself. Don't overcomplicate. And one more thing, in the comment section, there is a lot of people, workers, a lot of people that say things. Majority of them are, and are beautiful, but some of them have not trained. They just watch videos online. You cannot have 10 masters. You have to have only one or two good coaches. So when you go to your place, concentrate on that. Sometimes you need to forget about the comment section. You know how many people have challenged me to come fight? Many. I can tell you the name. Nobody has come. Nobody has come. Because they are keyword warriors. So clear your mind. Concentrate on your training. Train hard. Train fast. And learn. Practice yourself. And you're going to be good. Six months is more than enough time. Okay. But don't complicate. Don't, and also, don't confuse self-protection with self-defense, with police training, and with MMA. They're different things. Yeah. Cool. So, well, great. Thank you for, again, finding the time. I won't be surprised if we'll do this again in the future, if you'll have some time again. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Bye. I want to go. I want to go to to spend a weekend with you. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to meet up and is, train. Is and talk. your wife in the states too? Uh, no, my wife is very good. She lets me off the hook for six months. So great. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. No, but I have to take mine. I, I do have to take mine too. No problem. <laughs> that sounds good. Cool. Okay. So uh, last thing to mention: your channel, YouTube channel, so that people could look it up after they listen to this talk. Practical colors. Right. Practical combat martial arts. I have a lot of things on the playlist. Uh, I have sparring videos. I have self-defense videos. I have pressure testing. I have martial arts weapons and things like that. So if they want to do something specifically, they can go. I put tutorials, you know, teaching simple stuff, giving ideas. And then I have um, the sparring, so pressure testing and the fights. So more or less, they, they can find information there. I'm very visual. I always comment to, I mean, reply to all the comments and, you know, that's mostly Perfect. it. Perfect. Okay. Well, okay. So I'll let you go to the training. Thank you again. And I'm sure we'll connect up soon enough once more. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much.